if you or anyone you know is suffering, there's a crisis text line with free 24-7 support. Text HOME to 741-741 for the US and Canada, 85258 for the UK, and 50808 for Ireland. You can find them on crisistextline.org and they are also available to message via Facebook. Thanks to our contributors for sharing their stories with us tonight. Plants, Pots, and Whatnots, who has a YouTube channel about, you guessed it, plants and things. Thank you for sharing your story with us, as well as user MissMe282. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. This story takes place when I was about 16. I grew up with my grandparents in a wartime style bungalow. The main floor of the house contained the kitchen, living room, bathroom, and my grandparents' bedroom. The basement was a small rec room area where my friends and I used to hang out and play music, etc. The upstairs was my room, the full length of the house. I had friends over a lot. My place was kind of the hangout, and everyone loved my grandmother. She used to make huge bowls of popcorn for us to snack on. Yeah, she was a pretty amazing lady. I had always been afraid of the dark. It was irrational and I knew it, but something always seemed to be there, just out of sight. And oftentimes my imagination would get the better of me, forcing me to sleep with the lights on sometimes even sneaking down into my grandparents' room to feel safe. I know, sad, right? At the age of 16, I had mostly grown out of the nightmares and scary dreams that had once plagued my unconscious mind. I was getting much better at sleeping alone, albeit with a nightlight, but still, baby steps. But that all ended one night, very abruptly. It was 11 p.m. on the dot. I was settled into my bed for the night and trying to fall asleep when a sound startled me. Ever so softly on my window. Remember, I'm on the second floor. I sprang straight up, afraid to move and absolutely afraid to look towards the window when again came the sound. I lost it. I turned on every light possible and just sat there, still afraid to look at the window. I didn't know what to do. Not wanting to wake my grandparents, I called a friend, knowing she'd still be awake. We talked that night for what seemed like forever, until I passed out of sheer exhaustion. The next morning, I woke up to blaring in my ear and realized I had fallen asleep with the phone in hand. I hung the phone up. It was daylight, thank goodness. I peeked out the window. Nothing. The fresh snow undisturbed on the small overhang below. Had I been hearing things? Did I imagine it? I mean, my imagination was pretty wild, but even for me it was a stretch. I went about my morning routine and got ready for school passing the previous night's events off as just being overtired and allowing my imagination to run wild. 
or so I thought. Night came and I was sat in my bed reading, 11 p.m. Oh, hell no, I thought to myself, sitting up and braving a peek out the window. Nothing. Then, I couldn't do it. This was definitely not my imagination. I ran downstairs and climbed in with my grandma, pulled the covers over my head and eventually fell asleep. Now, I would like to say that it was a peaceful sleep, all curled up with my grandmother and safe and cozy. But this wasn't the case. I had a dream, a nightmare. It woke me out of a dead sleep and soaked me in sweat. In the dream, which I remember vividly as if it were five minutes ago, I was heading upstairs to my room from the bathroom when around the corner floated this little boy slowly towards me. He wore a red tattered sweatshirt and old worn jeans. He was almost transparent, his face gaunt and expressionless. He stared at me as though he was looking through me. I couldn't scream. I was frozen. Finally free, I ran the opposite direction and into the living room where my grandparents were watching TV. I tried to explain what I had just seen. The words wouldn't come out. I stammered. Then leapt onto the couch on the furthest wall from the hall that now contained this horrifying ghost boy. I was still trying to get the words out when the little boy appeared in the doorway of the living room, still staring straight ahead. I pointed at the boy, trying to get my grandparents to look when the boy opened his mouth in a silent scream, a very large, unnatural scream. I woke, hysterical and in tears. No more sleep tonight. This went on for the next few weeks. Tapping, 11 p.m. Tapping, same nightmare, 11 p.m. Tapping, tapping. I chatted with a few close friends about my experiences over the last couple of weeks. Naturally, I sounded like I was Looney Tunes. Maybe I was. At least it started to feel that way. One night, I fell asleep early around 9.30. No taps. Winning, right? Wrong. Another dream. In the dream, I had friends over. We had just gotten in. I had sent everyone to the basement and told them I was going to grab my ghetto blaster from my room and I'd be right down. Yeah, I'm that old. I had rounded the corner of the stairway leading upstairs to my room when something stopped me dead in my tracks. A woman. She wore a faded old dressing gown and forlorn look on her face. She stared straight ahead while floating up and down the staircase in front of me, but not looking at me. I couldn't move, couldn't speak. I just stood there, terrified, watching this ghostly woman float up and down the stairs between myself and my bedroom. Up and down, up and down. I tried to speak, again, 
as we do in dreams. I just stammered. Unfortunately, this got her attention. She seemed to notice me standing there as she had not before. She floated down, turned to face me. I couldn't move. She looked into my eyes and whispered in a soft, cackling voice. I woke up. It was 11 p.m. What the actual? But something strange happened just then. I can't explain it any other way other than to say it was a feeling of calm, peacefulness, security. No taps. I fell back asleep. A deep, dreamless, restful sleep. The next night was Friday and I had invited a friend to sleep over. We had a great night chatting and talking as teenage girls do. 11 p.m. No tapping. Whew. We fell asleep and I woke late in the next morning to my friend staring at me with an odd look on her face. Uh, what's up? I asked, confused by her expression. What the heck were you doing last night? She said in a concerned tone. What do you mean? What do you mean? I asked. She went on to explain that at some point in the night she had heard me get up, then saw me stand at the foot of my bed for a few minutes, then walk downstairs, not to return. She had figured I maybe just had another bad dream and went to write it out with my grandparents, so she went back to sleep. I had not gotten up last night. I was not the type, nor am I still, to use the bathroom in the middle of the night and I definitely was not a sleepwalker. She must be mistaken, I explained to her. Maybe it was a dream. She still seemed unsettled by the whole thing, but we eventually forgot about it and went about our day. Two weeks later, two restful, peaceful weeks of sleep later, and I had a different friend sleepover. I hadn't told anyone about the previous sleepover, and the odd occurrence the following morning. This friend was also in a different group of friends and neither knew each other. We stayed up late that night talking about boys and teachers we didn't like, then eventually fell asleep. No tapping. I woke the next morning before my friend and sat in bed listening to music quietly until she woke. When she did, she sat up and looked at me with a strange yet familiar look on her face. What was with you last night? She asked. Here we go again, I thought, and asked her, what do you mean? You fell asleep before I did. I couldn't sleep. An hour later, you got out of bed and sat on the end of it for a few minutes, staring into space. Then went downstairs and didn't come back. I eventually just fell asleep assuming you were using the bathroom or something. Again? I didn't know what to think or say. I explained that I did not go anywhere last night. I was right here. I told her about the previous sleepover, the tapping, and the dreams while she sat and stared at me in complete bewilderment. I didn't know what more to say. It was the last time she slept over. The feeling of complete calm continued after that and nothing else seemed strange or unusual that happened. 
aside from the fact that I was no longer afraid of the dark or to sleep alone. It always felt like there was someone there with me, watching over me and taking care of me. It was literally a day and night shift from my entire life previously, of nightmares and being afraid of the dark to the now calm and peaceful nights. I never really found any real answers to what happened, but I always wondered who this woman and boy were and why, after I dreamt of her, I felt at peace. One thing I did find that I hadn't noticed previously and kind of became my theory was these two parallel lines on our front lawn that ran across the lawn diagonally and through the house that never grew green. They were always brown no matter how amazingly lush and green the rest of the lawn was. Now, previous to houses being built in my neighborhood, this area was entirely orchards mostly apple if my memory serves. But even before that, it is my belief that there was a train track running through the area. The distance between the two lines on the lawn was very close to the same as modern day railroads. I've tried to dig back into old town maps, etc., but most don't show anything from this area, as it was unpopulated and therefore not mapped. Did this woman and her young son meet an unfortunate end on the railroad? Did they perhaps perish when the area was apple orchards? Was the mother searching for her son and that's why she needed help? Or perhaps this creepy little boy played a part in the woman's death? All I know is little creepy boy from my reoccurring nightmare with your scary blank stare and voiceless scream. Let's not meet again. My cousin was getting married in Augusta, Georgia last June. My boyfriend and I live in Baton Rouge and were going to be staying at his grandparents' lodge that was empty, so we didn't overcrowd my family's houses. The lodge sits on about 15 acres in the middle of Augusta. It's busy all around, but because of where the house sits, it feels like you're in the middle of nowhere. You don't hear anything from the surrounding areas except for animals. Now keep in mind, we had stayed here plenty of times before. When we got there, we had to manually turn on the water and the electricity. The water is out by the road but the electricity is in the basement. The basement looks like it came straight out of the conjuring. Old, dusty, and full of crap that hasn't been touched in years. The walls are gross and paint on the stairs has chipped away over the years. The only light in the basement are these tiny, long windows at the top of the wall, and they have a frosted over look, so not much light gets through. So anyway, we get everything turned on and get unpacked. We always stayed in the front bedroom because we were uncomfortable staying in the back. According to my boyfriend's family, a family friend has been staying there and killed himself in the back room. A door in the kitchen separates the front of the house from the back hallway with the basement, laundry, master bed, and bathroom. 
so I never really got freaked out because it felt like a whole different house. The next few days came and went with everything feeling cozy and normal. The night of the wedding, my brother and his girlfriend came by to get ready. Since there were so many of us, we used the back room because the bathroom is huge. Before we left for the wedding, we packed everything up and moved into the front because we would be going to stay with some of my other family. We didn't turn off the water or the power yet because we had food in the fridge and didn't want it to melt in the heat of a Georgia night while packing up the car. It was well past dark when we got back. We started packing everything up and once we got everything out, we had to go to the creepy basement to turn the power off. I had a weird feeling when we walked to the back of the house through the door into the basement, so I didn't go further than halfway down the stairs. The only light we had was the flashlights on our phones. Out of nowhere, this feeling of complete dread washed over me. Every hair on my body was standing straight up. I was sick to my stomach and started sweating. Imagine the most terrified you've ever been, and it's probably close to this feeling. All I could think was, I have to get out of here now. I yelled to my boyfriend that we had to go now. He didn't say a thing but hurried back up for us to leave. Going back up the stairs, I swear it felt like something brushed my ankle. As I backed my jeep up, I just knew something was staring at me. I knew at any moment something or someone would pop up in the reverse lights. Thankfully, nothing did. After we were a few miles away, my boyfriend asked me what was wrong. As I told him, he stopped me and said, Thank God you felt it too. He goes on to tell me that almost every night we were there, he would get woken up by a loud scream. He would sound further off and then get so close that he said it sounded like someone was in his ear. He and his family are sensitive to spirits so it didn't scare him too much. But he said he had never felt the evil he did right before we left. I don't know what or who that feeling was, but I just hope I never feel it again. Thanks so much for listening, and a big thanks to our producers for this week's episode. Danielle, Ginger, Mike, Cat OJ, Devin, Savannah, Pixel Donut, Janelle, Michelle, Diane, Joy, Josh, Shorty, Lauren, Rebecca, Araceli, Kehlani Hawaii, Obese J, KDP, Rory, Kaylee, Bradley, Christelle, Brandon, Shelby TX, Lorraine, Courtney, Chris, Heidi, Lila, Jaron, and welcome to our newest members, Carol, Holly, and World V Bird. If you're interested in becoming a member of the official Nightmare Society Campfire Online, you can find us on Patreon.com slash nightmare society thanks so much for listening and until next time sweet <laughs>